So today's podcast is mostly advice for me. Because right now, this is something that's driving me a little crazy. It's been an issue for a long time. And if I'm honest, I will admit that when you do this, when my family members do this, when anyone else does it, I can see the problem and the solution pretty darn fast. But when I'm doing it, well, it seems completely insurmountable. And I am transformed from a successful, responsible, in-charge kind of woman into a helpless adolescent with a moderately bad attitude. And when I'm sucked into this impotent cycle of, I'm so confused, it's too much, I must be broken. It's just how I am. I've always been like this. I don't know what to do. Well, you'll be able to see the answer, the solution, probably before I do. You might like this because this week you get to kind of play along at home and be my coach because the topic is me, this podcast, and procrastination. Ready? Or should we do it next week? You're listening to Veg Your Best, the plant-based podcast. My name is Michelle Olander. I'm a certified life coach, a practicing vegan, and I'm here every single week asking you to eat more plants and set an impossible goal, whatever that is for you. Episode 24, we stop putting off the topic of procrastination. Hi, veg heads and veg your besties. I have been putting off discussing this long enough. I think, I think one of the most insidious habits that we, you, I deal with is procrastination. Procrastination is a real dream stealer. Now, one of the secret awesome superpowers I have been granted is having married the perfect person. There may have been two or three moments across the past 38 years that my husband and I have been together where I may not have been fully conscious that he is the perfect husband for me, but he is my perfect partner. And while I was preparing this podcast on procrastination, my procrastination, I noticed another amazing thing about our marriage. It seems to me that my husband and I tend to procrastinate about completely different things, which is awesome. My husband knows that certain actions, certain tasks are completely insurmountable to me. Mount Everest level. What immediately comes to mind for me is returning purchases to stores or mailing things back to stores. Impossible. 
in the past few years, Amazon has made that substantially simpler even for me. And I would posit that this may be the absolute secret of Amazon's success, ease of returns. But for decades, that was a dispiriting chore that would completely shut me down. And once he noticed, my husband just took care of it. For some reason, there is absolutely no drama involved in returning purchases to stores for some people. I can't explain it. I can only testify that I have witnessed it and lived with someone who has never been in the least bit put off by the task. And it seems to me that my three children have all inherited their father's chromosomes relating to the returning of purchases, which is also amazing. Procrastination of certain activities, certain tasks, can be chronic and can interrupt the flow of life. And they can be the subjects about which tempers can flare. And they may cost unnecessary time or emotional energy or money. And I cannot recommend highly enough partnering with someone either in life or in business or in friendship who has no drama at all about the same things you have tons of drama about. So, for example, right now, think of something Think of something that you have hanging around or metaphorically hanging over your head that a child, a friend, a coworker, maybe a spouse could handle in about 18 seconds. Just thinking, just thinking that way can sometimes be enough to take the matter into your own hands. Just thinking of the way someone else would just march down to the washing machine and start a new load, or fold and bring up a clean load. Sometimes just thinking about the way they would do that can be enough to pop us into action. Or thinking about how your sister would just pick up the phone and call the dentist and make an appointment. Or how your friend would just go through the mail and put all the bills to be paid in one pile and file or recycle the other items. Simple as that. Sometimes, sometimes just thinking about how someone else handles these tasks can just pop us into action. Help us see that the task is not a groaning, insurmountable, Sisyphean task, but will take about five minutes. And sometimes, It is worth it to try and hand off a couple of these tasks and maybe take on a couple of your spouse or your friend's tasks because generally, generally, the things they procrastinate about are super dumb and super easy, not like the things we procrastinate about, right? Because, listen, I don't have a big, hairy, twisted story about what you procrastinate about. I reserve those horror stories for my own issues. So mail, bills, appointments, purchases and returns, house management, these are all, they're all common areas that we humans procrastinate about. But 
there's another level. So many people that I work with have also procrastinated their dreams. You can procrastinate your dreams right to the day of your death. And I've seen that done. What if I told you that you have your dreams for a reason, a very important reason? Not because of your own selfishness or self-involvement. That reason is because you're supposed to grow and develop and evolve yourself to the place where you can create those dreams. Because I think our world needs your dreams. I do. I think our world needs your dreams. Maybe you're uncomfortable. Maybe you think that's grandiose. And maybe, maybe you think your dream is not anything the world particularly needs. And I would say, not so fast. Just that you want something. That creates an energy, a movement, a forward direction of your thought that can, if you let it, get you to grow and develop and evolve. That, I believe, is absolutely compatible with making this world better. Because someone is always watching. Someone is always watching. You never know who sees you make something, tend to something, create something, grow something, change something. You never know who sees that, and it becomes the permission that they need, the proof they need, the inspiration they need to do something too. We don't necessarily get to know what that is or what that will be. But because someone saw you make something that didn't exist before, that could change the world. That has changed the world. So are you in? (laughs) I'm in. But what about my problem. I told you you would be coaching me this week on the subject of procrastination. And in this case, it's not something I can hand off to my perfect husband. So before I talk myself out of it, let's get to it. I have this podcast, Veg Your Best, which has been a challenge and a dream and a delight, and it's a vehicle with which I can offer completely for free some of the ideas I teach, aimed most specifically towards people who are interested in limiting or eliminating the consumption of animal products. And this today is episode 24, and I have a story in my head that I never stick with things that I'm a dilettante. And there is a lot of evidence that this is completely not true. But when I am anxious about something or when I'm taking on a new project 
that beatdown sometimes starts in my brain. It sounds like, what are you doing? Starting something new? You've got plenty to do. A podcast? You will never, ever be able to keep that up. Maybe you know the drill. Maybe your brain sometimes says similar things. And yes, I have had some enthusiasms and plans that I stopped. But I certainly finished lots of big, multi-step, complicated, or ongoing projects. I mean, I finished college. I've been married over 30 years. Same husband. Raised three kids finished a master's degree in art history. I partnered in business with my husband for almost 40 years now. Quite a few other things. Just to show you how your brain can tell you a lot of crap in the course of a day. And it's important to question all of it. But anyway, after I became a life coach, I wanted to start a podcast that would offer for free some of the concepts, ideas, and tools that I teach one-on-one and more intensively with my clients. And I wanted to bring the tools I use in life coaching specifically to those of you who are drawn to the plant-based and vegan communities for your varying reasons. So, now you. Tell me why, why, why when I have this podcast that I love, that I value, that I'm proud that I started, that I have put together every week, that I get quite a bit of positive feedback about why do I procrastinate so much about doing it? Because this is a weekly issue. It's a chronic weekly pattern. Maybe chronic is not helpful. If you're coaching me, you would probably say, huh, Michelle, that's kind of dramatic. Chronic? What's the fact? Because chronic is kind of a judgment word, right? We might not all agree about what chronic means. And by the way, no one says he was chronically adorable, do they? Chronic always implies a problem, doesn't it? So let's start with the fact you're reminding me. My podcast, Sound Guy Charlie Weinshank, puts together this podcast so that it is ready to publish on all the platforms at about 12.01 a.m. every Tuesday. He has asked to have the episode recordings from me seven days ahead, which I have liberally interpreted as before 7 p.m. on Tuesdays, and which in practice has turned into Wednesdays before 7 p.m. and even occasionally Thursday. So that has been what's going on. I typically get the podcast recorded sound files to Charlie on Tuesday, sometimes Tuesday, Wednesday most often, and occasionally Thursday. At the same time, throughout these past five months, I have also had a deadline on my calendar written in my very own hand, which says, podcast to Charlie by 7 p.m. on Mondays. Mondays. 
which I think I have only done twice. So tell me, coach, why do I have that deadline on my calendar and not abide by it? Why? Why, if I'm not doing it, do I have that deadline on my calendar? And if I have that deadline on my calendar, why am I not honoring it? Why am I out of integrity almost every single week with what I have decided? Coach? Yes, you. What do you think? So coaches are cagey, and I see that you are cagey. And you're not just going to fix this for me, are you? You're not going to just tell me what to do and send me on my way to do it because you know it's not an action problem, right? Actions, the things we do, the things we don't do, the way we react, respond, and resist, those actions are fueled by emotions, feelings. And those feelings emanate from our thoughts, what we're thinking about certain facts and circumstances in the world. So the fact is, to get my podcast out every Tuesday, my sound guy said he wants it no later than Wednesday, 6 p.m. My thought about that fact, I should finish it by Monday at 6 p.m. And when I think that thought, I should finish it by Monday at 6 p.m., I feel, well, as it is Wednesday, as I'm writing this, almost 48 hours after that Monday 6 p.m. deadline that I wrote on my calendar, my thought that I should finish by Monday at 6 p.m., when I think that thought, I feel... I feel broken. I feel like something must be wrong with me. I feel like I'm always like this. I feel like I'm acting like that adolescent with a moderately bad attitude that I mentioned earlier who never gets her work done until the last possible deadline. Okay, but choose one feeling, you're saying? Thanks, coach. Okay, thanks. Thanks for reining my brain in because it's going all over the place. So, Coach, okay, when I think I should have finished my podcast Monday, almost two days ago, I feel helpless. No, I guess I feel like I'm failing. Okay, so I hear you, Coach. I hear you saying, when you have your podcast to do, Michelle, and you're feeling like you're failing, how does that look? How do you show up? What would it look like if I'm peering through the window at you and you're thinking, I should have finished it Monday, and you're feeling like you're failing? Okay, coach. All right. I'm with you. Well, it looks like like I'm tense and distracted and having a hard time concentrating. And I'm beating myself up for being in this situation yet again. And I'm doubting the idea or the ideas that I started with and second-guessing my plan of what to record for my podcast listeners. And I start to think, crikey, I just have to finish it. And time is running out. 
and maybe I will never be someone who honors my calendar. And then I'm checking my phone, and I'm looking at old notes I have, things about podcast ideas that I typed up before, and now I'm typing up new notes for the podcast, and I'm having a running commentary in the background of my brain that this is not going to be good. This is not going to be valuable because I'm finishing it off on Wednesday. And it would have been so much better if I had done it purposefully, deliberately, drama-free on Mondays like I planned. What's that, coach? Do I know what? Do I know that it would be better if I did it on Mondays? Huh. Do I know that it would be better if I did it on Mondays. Okay, well, no, I guess I don't know that. But at least it wouldn't be driving me crazy on Tuesday and Wednesday. I could be thinking about something else. What? Could I be thinking of something else now? Sure, sure, I guess I could. But then my podcast would never get done. No. No, you're right. I guess I don't actually know that. Maybe it could get done without me having a weekly freak out. Because, yes, it always gets done. And no, I've never missed a week since I started in September. Well, yes, I could contact Charlie and talk to him about what I could do, but I don't want to. Yes, you're right. I don't want to, but I could. It's just me making up all these rules, and it's just me turning this into a problem. Okay, coach. So show me. Show me what's going on here. What's going on in my brain? So I have a weekly podcast, and I'm thinking I should finish my podcast by Monday by 6 p.m. And when I think that thought, that I should finish my podcast by Monday at 6 p.m., I feel, I feel failure. And when I feel failure, I rush around, I'm distracted, I'm not focused, I don't enjoy the process. I beat myself up and I use this as evidence that I'm terrible at podcasting, that I'm a failure. And what business do I have helping other people with their issues when I struggle getting my podcast out every week? And I change my plan about what to write about midway and I second guess myself. And I think about how Charlie must think I'm an awful flake. And I think about how am I ever going to up my game and create a vegan and plant-based television network? And maybe I better just give up now. Just getting this podcast done every week is an entire soap opera. What's that, Coach? It's not? It's, It's not the podcast? But of course it is. The whole problem is getting this podcast out. Do you see it, guys? Do you see what I'm not seeing? Do you see what I'm missing? I'm getting a podcast out every week. 
the podcast is getting done. The only problem here is that I have a thought that the podcast should be done on Monday. And when it's not done on Monday, I make that mean that I'm a failure. And that feeling of failure fuels a cascade of negative and frantic actions and self-condemnation and a search for all the ways I am a failure now and a failure in the past and probably will be in the future. And it's not because I have the podcast to get out, is it? You're right. You're right, Coach. It's because I'm telling myself it should have been done Monday. I should not be doing it now. I, I could be telling myself something else, couldn't I? Because arguing with what is, arguing that something should be different, is a super big waste of time. Do you know the brilliant Byron Katie? She teaches a very powerful framework of understanding what is and dealing with what is rather than all the drama of what we think should be. When we get all balled up in a tangle of what we think should be, well, we lose a lot of our power. Her famous phrase, her famous teaching thought is, when we argue with what is, we lose. But only 100% of the time. When we argue with what is, we lose. But only 100% of the time. This is the bedrock of life coaching. Separating the drama, the story, the narrative, and all the shoulds from the facts. But even for experienced life coaches, it's always hard to see when it's your story. So thank you, Coach. Thank you for helping me walk through this because I honestly, believe it or not, did not have this perspective when I started this podcast. Having you there to walk me through it has given me a little space, a little distance to see what's going on here because I think that getting the podcast out every week is the whole ordeal. But actually, the podcast is getting out every week on Tuesdays, 12.01 Eastern Time, on all the podcasting platforms. All the drama and angst and self-condemnation that I've been having is not coming from the podcast, but from my thought that it should be done on Monday by 6 p.m. Eastern Time. My podcast does not make me feel like a failure. It's my thought that it should be done on Monday at 6 p.m. that makes me feel like a failure. It's not the podcast that has me distracted and tense and rushing around and panicky and beating myself up. It's just the thought that it should have been done on Monday. And when I think today... As I read this, that it should have been done on Wednesday, 
I feel terrible. And I miss the part where I am writing my podcast and I'm proud that I started this and it always gets out on time and I get a chance to bring these ideas, bring life coaching to people who might never be my coaching clients or who might not be my clients for weeks or months in the future or who might be hearing this podcast in the faraway future. Those are all great things. Those are all thoughts where I am successfully getting this podcast out, recorded, and to the world. When I look at it like that, I feel, well, not like a failure, but like an effective coach who's getting her work done and getting her work out there. So why? Do I want to keep thinking about my weekly podcast this way you're thinking? Why do I want to keep that thought that it should be done by Monday at 6 p.m.? Because if I really do think it would be better, if I really do think Monday at 6 p.m. is my decision about how I want to structure my podcast schedule, well, this thought is at least 92% not working. I think I worked that out two times out of 24. So if some of you are better at math than I am, I think I double-checked it. But 92% of the time, I am not getting it out Monday by 6. If Michelle gives up that plan, though, I can hear some of you thinking, if Michelle gives up her plan Monday by 6 p.m., Well, that could be the beginning of the end, right? All bets are off now. How long until Veg Your Best is one of the millions of abandoned podcasts? Because the result of my thought, I should finish recording my podcast by Monday at 6 p.m. is not working. The result of that thought is it gets done after Monday and that it is a significantly less enjoyable experience and it turns into evidence that I'm a failure And that is hardly a recipe for turning podcasting into a fun activity. Coach, thank you. That was a big help. And honestly, you did do this with me. You really did. When I started today's podcast, I was in a little bit more than a frenzy. And I now see that thought is optional. I should have my podcast done by Monday at 6 p.m., I can think something else because the result is not a podcast done by Monday evening. The result is a lot of shooting on myself, a lot of making myself wrong, a lot of distraction from what is within my power, and a distraction from the fact that this podcast has successfully been getting out there every single week for 24 episodes now. We're going to talk about this this model more and more in the weeks ahead. The model is what my teacher, Brooke Castillo, calls this framework. And the concept is as old as thought. But Brooke Castillo teaches this in a way that really helps us see, really helps us get insight into what's going on in our lives. We have facts. We have stories about those facts. Those different stories elicit different emotions and feelings. And those different emotions fuel our actions. 
and the way we deal with the facts in our lives and the way we act, the way we show up, the way we deal with those facts is what creates our results. And we tend to think we need to change those actions to change the results. But that's the hard way. We want to get curious about the thoughts and feelings that are fueling those actions and see what alternatives there are in the stories that we're telling ourselves. If everything we have in our lives is a result of what we're thinking, feeling, and doing, well, that's what this is all about. We're going to talk a lot more about this. And I'm going to talk in the next episode next week about why procrastination is something that is stealing our dreams, stealing your dreams. You could probably see where my thoughts were keeping me stuck this week. But are you seeing where your thoughts are keeping you stuck? If you want to schedule a discovery call, my calendar is accessible via the website, and you can book yourself right into one of the sessions I keep to talk with people about coaching. Or you can email me at info at michelleolandercoaching.com. The links are in the show notes. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. And by the way, wow, Instagram has blown up for Veg Your Best this month. Blown up. We had about 60 or 70 followers for months. But suddenly we have over 2,000 followers. Lots and lots of plant-based and vegan folks and friends on Instagram and you know who you are. This work, what I do here, is for you. So eat more plants and let's work on your dreams. I said earlier, when you create your dreams, when you evolve to your next level, you inspire someone else to dream bigger and evolve and go for more. What you do is important for all of us. And thanks, Coach. I'm going to see how this session changes the way I look at my podcast this week and the next couple of weeks, and we will revisit this. I will definitely have updates for you, and I will teach a little more about procrastination next week. I would love it if you would write your areas of procrastination in the review section of the iTunes reviews. I read all of those for comments. Or you could email me, or you could check in with me, message me on Facebook or Instagram. Let me know. Let's talk about your model, where procrastination is stealing your dreams. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best.